like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual, kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining us for another uh, BDSM United podcast in our new and improved slave training series. Let's briefly talk more about um, what is the difference between perhaps a DS relationship and an MS relationship. What makes an MS relationship, a master-slave relationship, unique? Uh, it's important to know because, uh, like we said in a previous podcast, that um, we the uh, slave training is really for master-slave relationships. But you can, in, to a limited degree, you can apply it to a dominant submissive relationship as well. So while a dominant has a strong influence over their submissive, generally a master has absolute authority over slave. A submissive gives limited control over certain aspects of their lives to their dominant, but retains enough personal autonomy that they may say no to a request from their dom or their dame that they simply don't want to perform. Now, while a decision based upon their own will would upset and possibly annoy the dom, uh, it would seldom be viewed as relationship-ending. To become a slave, however, a person gives authority over themselves to their master who now controls every aspect of their lives. For many, this person is now considered owned property, this slave. A person does this for a variety of personal reasons that are generally hard to generalize. And in this setting, slaves' refusal to carry out an order that is within their power to fulfill would be seen as a willful act of disobedience and may be taken by master as a breach of the relationship's foundation. That is, slave is to serve and to obey. Willful disobedience could easily be grounds for the slave's dismissal. The ownership issue is what separates dominant and submissive structures from master-slave structures. Slave Marcia, during a keynote address at the Southwest Leather Conference in 2003, said it this way. This is a good, good quote here. She said, I believe that masters and slaves are people who are willing to commit themselves to living in a way that's radically different from what our society teaches is right and appropriate. As people who choose to live in consensual master-slave relationships, would defy some of the beliefs our society holds most dear. The belief that independence is the key to happiness and that the, that the desire to control another person is the heart of abuse. It takes tremendous commitment to follow a path that at best is likely to be misunderstood by those around you. Now, further talking about motivations, in the opinion of Dr. Bob Rubel, whose work we often use as a textbook for teaching power exchange relationships, 
He says structured relationships are very appealing for a variety of reasons. These are some of the reasons he gives. He says they encourage mindful ways of thinking and behaving. You're now in a relationship in which you and your partner are both concerned about such concepts as purpose, intent, and mindfulness. Often structured relationships enable us to uncover things about ourselves. It's about self-actualization, about confronting what is next for us and working through our own psychological blocks. These relationships bring out the best and sometimes the worst in people. You'll have the time of your life if you're an empathetic and farsighted leader. If you're not so gifted, you have the opportunity of a lifetime to change yourself to be happier in your own skin. Structured relationships take a lot, a huge amount of work. At some point, you're likely to find yourself wondering if it's all worth it. It's at this point that the master must honestly assess whether or not he or she is willing to pay the price to re-energize the relationship so it operates as it was initially designed. For many, this is the point at which master confronts this key question. Is it in the slave's best interest to sustain the illusion that the relationship itself is functional? Finally, Dr. Bob says, and we agree, structured relationships, well, they're traditional. Before you even start training, you might ask yourself, what's your personal purpose of the proposed training? That's a lot of P's. What's your personal purpose of the proposed training? It takes all kinds to make a horse race, goes the old saying. In MS relationships, that can mean that you and your partner may not learn the same way and that what motivates one of you does not motivate the other. So here are some topics to consider. What type of slave are you even seeking? Do you want a personal assistant, perhaps a companion, or is it just a sex slave? That's valid, too. Is this a new slave or an experienced slave in a relationship? And uh, to what extent uh, is the training that you're even considering? Uh, what's motivating your slave to serve you? Uh, taking uh, Is it uh, taking from the book Real Service by Joshua Tenpenny and Raven Caldera? Um, uh, is it transactional service, devotional service, positional service? These are slave motivations, and you can learn about them by going to that book. But, um, you know, what what is motivating them to serve you? That's a good question to ask. Um, now, here are some additional planning that you might, helpful, uh, might find helpful in establishing your household. Uh, identify your purpose. This is somewhat of a mission statement. And this is the statement or statements to describe why your family exists. It's basic purpose. Uh, and we're using terms household and family. Uh, we're borrowing, borrowing those from the leather community. But there's basically it's you and your slave or your slaves. It's anyone who's involved in your structured relationship. And uh, what are you and your slave all about? Are you focusing primarily on yourselves and your relationship? Are you interested in, in or intending to give something back to the community? If you intend to give back, what are you giving back? Your time, your service, your money, your wisdom, 
These statements will change somewhat over the years. I know personally for my submissive and me, uh, pre-pandemic, we gave a lot to the community uh, in uh, running local munches and events. And now post-pandemic, we're focusing on education a lot differently, uh, more about podcasting and reaching just a broader, a different audience in a different way. And um, uh, our uh, BDSM education is a big part of our relationship as well. Uh, it, uh, uh, we do focus sometimes a lot on ourselves, but we also, BDSM education is one of our major kinks. And uh, it, um, we run this page and uh, or a lot of different pages in this podcast and a lot of different things. So uh, that's definitely, the BDSM community is definitely part of our relationship dynamic. Now, select the goals that your family must reach to accomplish its mission. Goals are general statements. They're not necessarily details, but they're just general broad statements about what you need to accomplish to meet your purpose or mission, and they address the major issues uh, or constraints that you will face in the process. Now, once you um, set goals... Uh, goals are just dreams if there's no action behind them. So you definitely want to identify specific approaches or strategies that must be implemented to reach each goal. Um, these are actionable steps. Uh, these are actionable plans to implement each strategy. And uh, you definitely want to also monitor and update the plan. Business planners, they regularly reflect on the extent to which their business goals are being met and whether action plans are being implemented. Perhaps the most important indicator of family success comes from the comments by friends who notice positive changes in your life. And so as we close up this podcast episode, let's just take a brief look at the role that love plays within your MS dynamic. There's not a general consensus about what role love plays. There's a lot of different opinions. Um, now, we know that love is the steady state emotion that takes over after the honeymoon, new relationship energy, in love stage kind of wears out a little. This is probably the most commonly accepted viewpoint for love-based MS, um, that many masters feel that if you're going to put all of the time and effort into training a slave with whom you're, you'll spend lots of time, they want to be submerged in a loving relationship with that person. So love is oftentimes important. Uh, if you're demisexual or the any any of you are demisexual in the relationship, then uh, then this is definitely important for you. Um, many slaves say that they'd never go through what they're going through uh, if th their master didn't love them. Some believe, though, that love contaminates the master's ability to make emotionally pure de decisions. When the MS relationship is based on service and obedience as opposed to being based on love, uh, two issues come into play whether master's love for slave causes master to limit the kinds of orders they give, and whether the slave is complying with an order out of love or out of obedience. Uh, it's kind of mucky waters, and it's kind of hard to, uh, to determine. 
Um, but there's love, and then there's love. The, the word itself represents a concept, not a practice. The way a 16-year-old explains love is a world's apart from how a 60-year-old would explain it. Your own understandings of love change as you gain more personal experience. Uh, but loving MS relationships differ substantially from girlfriend-boyfriend relationships, as though the latter doesn't involve power exchange or authority transfer. Uh, there can be substantial differences between a master's love and a slave's love as well. The master is likely to love the slave rather than be in love with the slave, and the slave is more likely to fall in love with the master. This situation where master loves the slave and the slave is in love with the master can lead to some misunderstandings and stress unless they're discussed openly and with truthfulness. Uh, it may be useful to discuss different forms of love with your prospective slave, um, and that's just really the point that we wanted to make. You want to find out what role love plays in your relationship uh, dynamic. If, if it does play one at all, it's completely valid if you have uh, a relationship dynamic that is not love-based and is just based on uh, service and obedience. So you definitely want to iron that out as well in the planning stage. Uh, I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for listening to this, another in our slave training uh, podcast series. Uh, if you're listening on your favorite platform, please leave a like, a subscribe, a review. It allows you to connect with us, and it also allows other adults to connect with these valuable BDSM educational materials. When everyone is educated, it makes our community and our BDSM lifestyle a lot better. So thank you for playing your part in that process. Um, it's been a joy speaking with you today. Be sure to find all of our resources at BDSMunited.com, and I'll talk to you again soon. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie, at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of whips, chains, and duct tape, and she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters, for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.